Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are double excited for today's podcast. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird? Jonah, I know we're both very excited for our guests today, and... I recently got to do their incredible podcast, Radio Lab. And when I was on it, I got to talk about something that I don't talk about a lot, which is that sort of my resting face is confused or lost because Sam, one of our guests today, also sort of has a similar resting face. Now, Jonah, <laughs> what is your resting face, do you think? Like when you're just walking on the street, et cetera. I don't know really, right? Because it's hard to know your own. But I have yeah. been told when I lived in New York, I had been told people had seen me when I was, I was usually late and I looked yeah. mad. I think I look very focused and that can be perceived as angry. And I've yeah. seen some, I, 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 we have a picture at our parents' house of me running a marathon and I look really mad. But I think I'm just like in it. I don't think I'm actually angry. But yeah, I could see, I could see confused I can yeah. see confused, yeah. And it's usually because I'm deep in thought, but when I'm deep in thought, I look confused and I'm often deep in thought. And so I think, and Jonah, I know the the photo you're referencing, you do look very angry. And there's a photo of me running cross country where I think I look lost <laughs> and confused. Yeah, you may have been lost. Well, it's it's like right in front of our high school. I think like, uh, I probably... <laughs> I probably wasn't that lost, but it's funny that I think we have similar temperaments and yet 
one looks angry all the time and one looks lost all the time. Yeah. Not all the time, but... Not all the, the time, but yeah, in, when you're in the zone, but yeah. When we're in so, the zone, when you're in the zone. So yeah, do you want to introduce our guests and we can get into yes. it a little more? Yes, I would okay. love to, Jonah. Our guests today are two hilarious comedians that you may know from their hit podcast, Radio Lab. Please welcome my new friends, George Severus and Sam Taggart. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, uh, just right off the bat, I'm like, what if Vanessa... Okay, what if the mustache is what is making the change and all you need is just a a sort of like Halloween store mustache that you put on when you want people to take you more seriously so you don't look as lost. But I immediately debunk that because I have a mustache and look lost. Yes, that's (laughs) right. That's right. And I think because, as I've said on your podcast, Sam and I are... I truly believe we're made from the same stuff. I think my mustache would look exactly like Sam's and everyone would go, look at that lost gal with a mustache. Yeah, it's like she's lost and she has a mustache. Like, oh my yeah, God. Pick a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think, Jonah, the, the length, how long have you had your mustache? Because I think the length of it does imply a serious sensibility. It's a certain confidence. Yeah. yeah. I've had it for a while. I would say, I don't know, maybe six or seven years, I would say. Yeah. Maybe something like that. But it takes me, I still struggle sometimes with trimming it, getting the right, you know, it's kind of complicated. You try to go in from the ends and then go in. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you don't want it too long. So it's getting your mouth. But then if I cut it too short, it looks kind of weird. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, ongoing kind of process. Yeah. 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 What about you two? How long have you have you two had your kind of mustache situations um, going? Vanessa, do you feel left out? You can't talk about your mustache? <laughs> <laughs> um, Vanessa, how long have you not had a mustache? <laughs> when did you shave it off? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel uh, less than? Well, <laughs> I do feel a little less than. My, I, you know what? I, I see the products and I go, wow, you know, the haste, the et cetera. But go ahead. Give your, give your mustache stories. <laughs> well, I have had my mustache for I want to say seven years at this point. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I was think... lost. I was fi- tr- trying a bunch of different facial hairs and none of them were working. I really wanted, you know, I wanted the big beard. I wanted to look like um, sort of an indie rock guy. <laughs> sure. And it just was not hitting. And when I landed on the mustache, I said, this is the perfect middle ground between gay guy and indie rock guy. Yep. Yeah. I love that. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. That's And beautiful. I've had facial hair. I grew a beard Six years ago, I think, when I was going through a breakup, and it was very much like my going through a breakup thing, and somehow I just never went back. And now I've actually, I've aged enough since then that like last summer I did shave my beard and I was like, oh no, I look, I don't look good. Like I now need the beard to hide my face. (laughs) Wow. Like I'm like, I don't look like I used to look. Right, right. I think when you have facial hair, there's always this thing in the back of your mind, you're like, if I shave, I'm going to look like 10 years younger. I can do this at any point. Totally, just, totally. Like, I'm, I'm purposely making... And then you realize, like, maybe that's not actually true, Yeah, yeah. There's, like, little things, like... Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not fishing for compliments here, but I just, like, <laughs> naturally, your skin sags a bit. So, like, my, like, chin is not as defined as it once was. And... That's it, not it, true. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I've seen photos of myself, and yeah, it, I'm not yeah. saying I would look... I look like a monster if I shave. <laughs> right, but I, right. It, it is noticeably... You just like age in the span of six years. And so I don't look like I used to for the longest time. I was like what you would call baby face, like especially when I was like a kid. I feel like through the age of through like 26 or something, I could have been 18. Yeah. Yeah. And that's simply not the case anymore when I shave. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's so interesting. I never thought about that. I feel like the thing that a lot of women do is they have bangs and that hides like forehead sure. kind of lines and stuff. But I never thought about that with facial hair. You know, we have a crazy story about our dad, <laughs> which we've told on here before, which is that the day of Jonah's bar mitzvah, our dad was using like a mustache. Our dad has had a mustache our entire life. And he was using like a mustache, like shaving kit. And he decided to just shave off his entire mustache. I think he made a mistake. And then, you know, you try to even it out. And then yeah. it, eventually you just have to. Yeah. And it was so shocking to us. We were just like, who is this man? And why is he in all of Jonas Berman's photos? <laughs> like it was, our mom was so furious because again, it's like the most photographed day. <laughs> that is a we, common thing though. I, when you have yeah. a big event, sometimes it, it's this so clearly incorrect instinct where you're like, well, it's a big event, so I should do something big. Yes. When in yes. fact, you actually need to just look like yourself. You crack yes. under the pressure, basically. Yeah. You crack under the pressure. <laughs> but yeah, we have these photos. It's the only time our dad has ever not had a mas- mustache, and he's unrecognizable. My uncle did shave off his mustache, and he had one forever. And then he literally he did look ten years younger. And so I wow. am thinking of it as like the glass I can break. Like yeah, I'm like as soon yeah. as I want to look like go back in time a little bit, I'm breaking that glass. I'm shaving my mustache, and I'm being young again. Yeah. That's Jonah, that's kind of in my back pocket. Also. It's in the in yeah. your mind too, Jonah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Sometimes I'm also just curious. Like, I wonder, what, I wonder what my upper lip looks like. Yeah, because it's not something I really see very often. But yeah, I, I do think in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna if I shave it off, I'm gonna look like I'm like 25 or something, which is <laughs> probably kind of not true. It's 100 percent true. You're gonna look so young. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> You're going to be able to go back to college and they're going to be like, yep, he's just like us. I'm going to start getting ID'd everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be yeah. the whole thing. It's yeah. probably going to be kind of annoying, actually. I guess I should. Yeah. I don't know. And they won't accept your ID because you just, it won't look anything like you anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, who is this mustachio gentleman? <laughs> yeah. This is clearly not you. He is way above 18. <laughs> Jonah and I were both in New York for a really long time and I lived really close to NYU, the NYU dorms, and we... Jonah and I used to go to this bodega near me and it was like, I'd want to buy like a thousand cookies. and Like it was, this is kind of a meandering story and I don't mean for it to be, but the point is we basically would act like we were in college to like sort of fit in with all the college kids. And we'd, (laughs) Jonah, you remember this. I do remember. We'd be shopping and we'd be like, oh, like got to get ready for that exam because otherwise yeah. it would be embarrassing to be there especially because like I was on SNL yeah. at the time and it was like yeah, and I was probably like 35 we'd be like oh we need some yeah. some brain food big, yeah. we got a big calc exam coming why up why are and we at this bodega kind of <laughs> they also like, like all recognize you like it's just like not working <laughs> at all right like in order like the fact that your instinct rather than to play up the fact that you're on television <laughs> your instinct is to pretend you're a college student <laughs> it's wild. it really goes back to honestly the, the whole being lost <laughs> Well, this isn't looking lost. This is being lost. This is actually being lost and making up for that face. Yeah, we would be like, oh man, got to get brain food for those exams. And then I would want to buy like three enormous cookies and a brownie and stuff. And I'd be like, these are for him, which is a move that I do a lot, which is I buy, buy stuff like that. And then I blame it on the person I'm with. And I go, I guess they're hungry today. <laughs> 
But yeah, you're right. Why didn't I just act like kind of like snobby and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like worn like a hat and sunglasses. And yeah, that could have been really fun. I've always wanted to, that's my fantasy is to like wear the like celeb trying not to be seen as a celeb outfit with the hat and sunglasses (sighs) and being like hand out, like don't look at me. Well, this is something that I've been doing for years, not because of that, but because this is, this has been a real thing for me. Speaking of how you present yourself, like, I am crazy about the sun, like sun protection. And so I, for years since my 20s, I always wear like long sleeves and sunglasses and I'm completely covered up in the sun. And even when I was living in Chicago, people would be like, who do you think you are? Like nobody gives a (laughs) shit about you. Like, why are you dressing in disguise? And I'd be like, I'm not. I'm dressing because I don't want to get any sun. And now I do it. And now that I've like been on TV, people think that I'm doing it because of that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not it. Like, uh, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because... It's some protection. I will say, I yeah. Sam and I both clocked the hat you wore when you when we recorded with you in LA, <laughs> and I remember being like, "She is so LA. She is not in New York." Like I was truly like, "You are being like, you know, Anne Hathaway in a paparazzi photo right. or something." Yeah. Like it was such an LA girl hat, <laughs> and it, it's such a like because you know you're not you weren't dressed super loudly you're wearing like jeans and a t so it was such a statement it was like okay she's minimalist but there's a twist (laughs) (laughs) it's so that is so funny because i always am like i guess this hat looks kind of stupid but i'm gonna wear it because i don't want to get sun (laughs) vanessa didn't you have an encounter with jake gyllenhaal or something when you were all okay one time We were in line for brunch at that place. I think it closed in New York called Toast or something, or it was called... I know what you're talking about. It wasn't called Toast. It wasn't called Toast. It was... uh, was Prune. 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 Was it Prune? Prune. Oh, Prune. Yeah. Yeah. It closed, right? I remember listening to a podcast about that closing. Well, it closed, I think, during... Didn't they close it during the pandemic? And then she wrote like a big... Times piece about like the difficulty of running a restaurant. Yes, yes. And I think yeah. I listened to her on a podcast. But anyways, waiting in line for Prune and I spot Jake Gyllenhaal, who I guess, I don't know if he, he was, he was around SNL. I had met him maybe once at SNL, maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't even think he hosted. Like, I think I literally just like met him there. Like I, I like barely spent time with him. And then I don't know why I was like, oh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. He he knows me. I've got to go say hi. <laughs> so I went up to him. At Prune? At Prune. He was in line for Prune as well. And he was with, I don't know if it was like his manager. Or so, he was with someone and like, I went up. I don't know why I decided this person is his manager. I have no reason to know that. He was it's just with a, his mom. It was <laughs> But anyways, I go up to him and I go, hey, and I'm wearing like, it was, you know, at different parts of my life, I've had better or worse sun protective gear. And I'm wearing like, I think I'm wearing like a jean jacket and like a scarf and a hat. (laughs) And it's like really hot. It's it's maybe like an 85, 88 degree day. Okay. So I'm sweating. I look insane. I just look like a woman who has approached him on the street wearing a jean jacket and a scarf in 80 degree weather. And you know, you never want that. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, how are you? And he was like, what? And he was like, and I was like, Vanessa from SNL. And he was like, why are you dressed like that? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, you know, I stay out of the sun. And he was like, okay. It was really, it was really. (laughs) Wait, I I do think that's a weird, like, 
on his end, I understand you're saying you came across weird, but like, don't don't open with why are right, you wearing right, that? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, when you've already not recognized this person that clearly, you right. know, at least thinks they've met you. <laughs> I mean, he probably gets a lot of crazy women in jean jackets going up to yeah, him. Yeah. But he might, I mean, to be fair, he might have said like, hi, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a form of intimacy. He was like, oh, of course, Vanessa, like... I don't, I mean, Girlfriend, yeah. why are you wearing that? Thank yeah. you. Thank I thought you were doing like a bit or something. Right, right. Like she's funny on SNL. Maybe <laughs> she tries to go around the world being funny in her real life. Yeah, maybe she's filming a web series here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny that you remembered that story, Jonah. Yeah, it was really, you know, and I hope it didn't lead to the demise of Prune, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the beginning of the end. I think historians will mark that moment. Yeah. Jake called and was like, I, you need to shut down this restaurant in case this happens again. People are being weird here and it's your fault, quite frankly. Yeah. A woman who looked lost harassed me at Prune. <laughs> and if you don't shut down willingly, I will find a way to shut you down. I will find a way. Well, it sounds like we all express ourselves how you want. And then mm. however people take it is how they will... So true. I'm always saying that. <laughs> I've always said that. Thank you. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with George and Sam. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Well, we're back, and wow, do we have a topic that's a wow today. We asked you both for some topics to talk about, and the one that we picked, which we thought was incredible, was 
Eminem. Now, how is Eminem significant to both of you? Yeah, we have to give some context. Okay, give some and context, George please. is amazing at this. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, yes. If there's one thing I'm amazing at, it's giving context. So we were asked to come up with a, ser- with a list, a short list of topics that were meaningful to both of us yes. in our teens and in our childhoods. And it's interesting because even though we're so similar in other ways, we actually do have very different references. So it was difficult to hone in on a few things. And I will say, and candidly, this was the one that I was like, what about Eminem? And Sam was like, well, I knew the singles, but he wasn't huge for me, but let's put him down. <laughs> so it, okay. Okay. So it was, it was my suggestion, but then I was, because I was not a super fan either, but there's something about, I feel like I'm the exact age where Eminem was like, one of the truly biggest just personalities and celebrities of any kind and was so yeah. formative and also was formative almost as a comedy performer, as a comedic performer as well, because he would always do like one, you know, he would have a new album and it would be like one single that was like fully a comedy Weird Al song with like a video with Kathy Griffin and then one song that's about how he like likes to commit violence against women. <laughs> and so right. it was just like, yeah. And, and there was something like fully comedy video about those music videos. And I actually think that was like literally a comedic influence. Like it was like a sketch. It was a sketch. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he did do a lot of kind of comedy stuff. I didn't really think about that because I was always so like, what's going on? Like I, w- I was all, and a little... And Sam, what was your... You, you know the singles. <laughs> I know the singles. And it did speak to me. Like, I, I mean, like... The singles, I think, I like, I memorized the words. I do think w- randomly, like, his, like, angrier stuff. Also, I, like, I was, like, damn. Like, it was sort of, like, when I didn't have music taste, but I was, like, oh, well, this is darkness. And I was, like, that's cool. Totally. And so I yeah. would, like, learn all the lyrics, like, skeletons in my closet or whatever, and be, like, hell yes. And, like, <laughs> and, like, think, like, I'm not with my parents anymore. Like, I'm being fucking crazy. And so he did, like... The the thing about his like fashion, like his vibe never spoke to me and in fact very much confused me. But yeah. the songs were hits and like I wanted to know all of the words to them. Yeah. 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 The like debates around race and Eminem were in a weird way like some of the first times I had thought about like, <laughs> racial difference. <laughs> like, wow. It, not the first times. I mean, that's yeah. a little exaggerated. But like this idea, there was something, it was... There was something about, like, he is the first big white rapper, and that is good, and we should <laughs> celebrate him. And, like, no and no looking past that. Like, it was just, like, I can't believe he, as a white person, was able to thrive in this community that is majority black, period. Like, <laughs> and it was just, like, and that is a cause for celebration, and therefore he should, like, take up more space. And there was sort of no, uh, or at least that's the vibe I got when I was like 11. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. The Slim Shady song was sort of like the first one that I remember being a really big hit. And then when I was at, I remember when I was a counselor at Overnight Camp, it was, he was really big. And this other counselor would drive, when we would have our days off, he would like drive me back to like Cleveland. And would listen to like the entire Eminem album and it was so scary and so dark and there was like so much violence on it. Yeah. Like the interstitial stuff too, there was like a lot of like, and I remember just being like, this is like watching a 
horror movie, which I hate, but listening to it. And it was so scary. And I always remember just being like, why does this guy always want to listen to Eminem when we drive home? And then cut to like, however many years later, and I'm on SNL and Eminem's the musical guest. And I was the most starstruck <laughs> I've ever, maybe ever been on that show. I don't know why. Like I, again, I was not a fan of his music when I was younger, but I was like, oh my God. And then at one point... <laughs> I'm getting off the stage after the good nights and he like stepped off before me and he was like, you need a hand, sweetheart? And he gave me his hand and I like took his hand and walked off the stage and I was like, I think I'm floating. <laughs> like I just <laughs> couldn't have been more. Oh and I don't God. know if it's because he, like you said, George, like he was such a huge deal when I was People forget of, that he it was yeah. like number one. Like I distinctly yeah. remember yeah. watching a TRL. It was like around when Eight Mile came out, and it was like I mean, who knows what the details are? But they said something like, "This is the most amount of people like ever in Times Square for TRL." Like it <laughs> yeah. was just something where it's like he is like I don't know. He was our you know Madonna or, or like our like <laughs> yes. Mick Jagger or whatever yeah he also totally. there's something about the look like the fact that he's had like the same look forever it's like he's become almost like a cartoon character yeah like it, it would be like truly like seeing Homer Simpson in real life and being like wait I didn't know that you were real like seeing Eminem I could just I could feel how that would be like whoa 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 I'm dealing with like a a fantasy. You only live in a TV. Yeah. Also, don't you think his resting face is kind of sad? Yeah. Sad, leaning towards angry. Though. I would say violent. I would say <laughs> <Yeah>. violent. <laughs> I would say almost over the top violent. There's like a comedic element to how violent yes. his face looks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was doing some research and, you know, um, you know, so he performed Stan with Elton John at the 2001 Grammys which was, I think, was like a really big kind of moment in his career because, like, you know, he had had a lot of criticism for his lyrical content and Elton John sort of, like, coming out and performing with him was really interesting because it reminded me, in 92, Elton John played November Rain at the Video Music Awards with Guns N' Roses. Whoa. And Axl Rose is kind of another kind of divisive figure for things he's said. So it's, like, interesting that he kind of came out kind of in a way supported both of these mm -hmm. acts, and especially Eminem at that point, I think was really, yeah. uh, really controversial. Yes. So like the fact that he was on the one hand so controversial and his lyrics were so violent, and on the other hand, he was pretty quickly embraced by the mainstream and would be like, you know, he had the like eight mile won an Oscar. And right. like, like that was always so fascinating to me. I mean, in retrospect, I imagine a big part of it was, in fact, that I'm sure his white privilege played a big part in it. Right, <laughs> like right, if you right, imagine right, right. someone yeah. else, like a black rapper having those lyrics and that yeah. content, like, I don't know if the movie would then have, you know, won an right. Oscar. But right. Yeah. Wait, I also want to say, sorry to change no. a couple of things. W one is, and we can pick this back up later, but I personally was also attracted to him. I don't think he was a heartthrob, but he would like, pose a lot shirtless or pose in like really like just like there was like a photo shoot where he's holding like a stick of dynamite where his dick would be and that and that's like the joke like he would do things like that without knowing like not trying to be sexy but was like half naked or whatever yeah well that's classic early 2000s totally vibes. <laughs> exactly but that's the, and it goes back to the comedy thing like he was sort of like jackass mad tv <laughs> like sketch comedy coded <laughs> 
Yeah. That's so interesting because until we were at SNL, I was never really attracted to him because I think I was so basic in that way that I was like, he's not giving heartthrobs, so I'm not getting it. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to be, he probably was like attractive and stuff, but I just, I was just like, he's not doing it on purpose, so I don't see it (laughs) kind of a thing. I don't know. Anyways, what were you going to say next? What were you going to say next? (laughs) Well, the only other thing, which I think is sort of interesting is for someone who was such a staple of the like, let's say late 90s through mid 2000s, he hasn't been like nostalgified in this way that like other 90s yeah. and 2000s yeah. moments have, which I find kind of fascinating because so much of what he did resulted in like, quote unquote, iconic pop culture moments that like a BuzzFeed would pick up or something. Yes. But you simply don't, you don't see him on like, nostalgia Instagrams. You don't see like people don't talk about like one iconic performance of his as like, you know, whatever about their childhood. There's something sort of fascinating about it. I mean, the closest I think I personally come to is like, I think it's funny that Kathy Griffin was in the Real Slim Shady video. And I, you know, it's like she loves that and she posts about that. And, you know, that's sort of fun. But like, there are so many moments that could be like memed to death and they sort of just aren't. Yeah. I think there's like a, an, it would almost be like acknowledging your own immaturity to be like, I loved this. Cause it, it's like, it clearly was like, like a childish sort of enjoyment. Like, yeah. You wouldn't like put on like the vinyl of Slim Shade. I mean, maybe someone would, but not, <laughs> not in my experience. Uh, totally. Would you want to do that? And so it would be like, yeah, you could acknowledge that you were obsessed with this in middle school, but it's like, but, but it's kind of a shame thing. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. It's definitely more cool to, to be like, I loved Outcast, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, has he done anything to your knowledge where he's like made fun of himself as an adult? It's complicated because he like has a sense of humor to the extent that he produced these like super comedic music videos. Right. And yet also at the same time is so humorless. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I bet if you were hanging out with him and you were like having a good time and then you kind of made some kind of joke about him, the mood would kind of change. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I I wanted to do, there was when I, sorry to keep talking about it when I was on SNL, but there was this sketch that I pitched with one of the hosts where it was my first season and I was like, I was supposed to come into like Jeff Bridges' dressing room and be like, hey, like, you're, are you having fun? It's a really great show. And then, hey, like, don't step on my lines, like, or you're going to regret it. Like, just like me getting really serious and scary. <laughs> And so I wanted to do that with Eminem when he was a musical guest. I thought that would be really funny. Not that exact thing because it would be because, but like just something where I would just sort of like come in and, and I guess I just told you that he never even got the idea because it was just like, no, Eminem's not doing any sketches. Like he's not. And I was like, well, what if I did this thing with him where like, I'm kind of scary to Eminem. Like, isn't that funny? That's like a funny swap. And, um, (laughs) And the producers were just like, he's not, he's not doing any sketches. And I think he's, I should know this. I think he's maybe appeared in stuff before, but I don't know. Like I, to me, it was like, I was like the funniest thing in the world would be me being mean to Eminem. Like, can you even yes. imagine? I mean, yeah. it would be the funniest thing I mean, And the comedy, it's like, you know, if you grasp a little bit, like I, I immediately grasp what's funny about that. And if right. Eminem had some self-awareness, he would immediately get right, it. Right, yeah. right. But I don't even think he got the idea ever because it was just like, he is not up for, <laughs> yeah. he's not doing sketches. Remember we went to that movie, the Andy Samberg movie where like Vanilla Ice was in it. It was like, I think an Adam Sandler 
I think it's called That's My Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and Vanilla Ice was in it. Yeah, Eminem never really got to that point where like Vanilla Ice was kind of became this kind of funny part of nostalgia where he could kind of right. poke fun at himself. Like that that never happened, which I think is what George was saying. Yes, and, and Eminem also famously, maybe I'm misremembering this, but he famously... Like, didn't he fight Triumph the Insult comic dog, like, because he didn't get the humor? <laughs> right. Wait, was that real? Or am I wrong? Oh. He definitely did, but I, I what I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak. Maybe he did it as a joke, and now I'm like, right. whatever. I know, and but, I feel like half of our listeners are going to be like, he's done so much stuff making fun of himself. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> but I don't remember any of it. Obviously, he has, yeah, he has done stuff that is funny, but I, I do think he also really takes himself seriously. I also think even, like, I mean, something I think about often is like his fight with Mariah Carey, where he was so just like serious about being in a fight with her. And she actually did respond in a humorous way where she like played him. Do you know about this? No, like, what, she, ha- what was She had a music video called Obsessed where she, the lyrics are like, why are you so obsessed with me? And then she plays Eminem in drag. It's like her dressed as Eminem. Okay. And it's very funny. Like, it's like exactly how you want to respond to a feud by sort of like making and fun of... And what was the original feud? I could not tell you. I don't know. Now, now your listeners are truly like yelling, They're screaming, <laughs> and, and, and turning it off. We're, this, look, we're not an Eminem research po- yeah, podcast. Okay, we're 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 talking. We're <laughs> also, I looked up the Triumph the Insult comic, and I think he did get mad at the puppet. It's uh, I okay. found something on. <laughs> well, he, he like pushed he, it he out of his the way. Puppeteer. He like yeah, was yes, mad. Robert Smigel, my former yeah. boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. He's not down to be made fun of. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, are are you two aware of Eminem's uh, latest business endeavor? Is it um, NFTs? NFTs? Is it NFTs? It's not. No, I mean he's probably okay. doing that too. Um, <laughs> but he opened a pasta restaurant in Detroit, I believe, in 2021 called Mom Spaghetti. Oh no! And it's inspired Which by... Is by his palms are sweaty, knees of weak, course. arms are heavy. There's vomit, vomit on his sweater already. already. Yeah, Mom's Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, so from, from Lose Yourself. It's a partnership between him and a local restaurant group. I guess he's made some appearances. Like he, there's a walk-up window and I guess he was like working the window when it opened and they they sell like mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, they have like sort of a limited menu, but it seems like it's successful. They have mostly spaghetti, spaghetti sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah. And they have spaghetti with meatballs or vegan rabbit balls, they call them. Oh. Oh. And every... Because his name was Rabbit in in, in Eight Mile. Okay, can I ask? Okay. Thank you for that. I love that he named the restaurant after the thing he threw up in the song. I I was about to say, like, (laughs) talk about, like, literally what it's referencing is the contents of his vomit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, but it's like... He's reclaiming it. He did do... Take back the spaghetti from himself. (laughs) Can I ask a question? Is So Eight Mile is autobiographical he wrote yes he, he wrote played it? himself in his I, I maybe i'm wrong I assume, I'm gonna look it up. i think he wrote it he got his big moment from winning like a rap battle rap battle yeah yeah, yeah. okay then, he did not write it <laughs> okay <laughs> okay good that actually makes more sense to me <laughs> and then he got signed by scott okay our producer olivia is telling us scott silver wrote it Scott Silver, who we know from... He also wrote The Fighter. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my God. Okay, get ready for this. Are you ready? He wrote Joker. Say no more. Makes complete sense to me. He wrote The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. 
Oh my wow. God, Scott Silver is cranking out masterpieces. And he's also writing. He also wrote Joker, the new one with Gaga that's coming out. Joker fully adieu. Wow. Oh my God, I love that Scott Silver has such an enduring career. Me too. I mean, the the Eight Mile really is a Joker style narrative. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, also, Eminem was the first rapper to win an Academy Award for his song. Yeah. And I remember he, like, accepted the award. He was wearing, like, I want to say, like, a sports jersey and a blazer. Like, he was adamantly not dressed for a black tie event. He was Eminem to the core. Yes. Not going to get dressed up. If you were on the Eminem kind of level as far as, like, financial ability, that kind of stuff, and someone came to you and was like, do you want to open a spaghetti restaurant? Do you think you would be into it or do you think you'd be like, I'm probably just going to go to like my beach house and like not think about work? Because I, I, I feel like I would be more I the latter. I think it depends. I think it depends. I think I would obviously lean more towards beach house. But if someone, if the person coming to me was like my cousin, then I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's yeah. also something about, I mean, it's in Detroit, which is his hometown. And I right. could see myself, like if I got so successful and then like went back, like, Wanting to give back to my local community. Yeah. Yes. yes. This article that I found, I think in the Detroit Free Press, did say he, Mom Spaghetti was at several Eminem performances and then they delivered food to frontline workers and COVID vaccinators in Detroit during COVID. So I think he, yeah. he is trying to kind of give back to Detroit, you know, so yeah. that is really good. I think, Jonah, when we're at that level, we <laughs> should open. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We should open like a. <laughs> A place called like the first Todd's Lounge. Okay. Because our dad, th- we talk about this all the time. Our dad thinks he's the first person to be named Todd. I don't know if you know this, Sam and George. <laughs> he does, but, is this legitimately he thinks that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I feel bad for our listeners because they've heard us talk about this so much. But he, I mean, I don't feel bad for them because it's absolutely iconic. But he, um, <laughs> he thinks he's the first person ever to be named Todd. Like it was a last name before he. And Jonah, we don't have to call our restaurant that, by the way. We can c- name it after ourselves. Sure. We can probably figure out the name is probably the the last thing we need to really worry like, about. What are we what are we what are we What's our signature what are, dish? What's our signature dish? Is there something we ate growing up? Maybe mom's zucchini bread? Our mom makes really good zucchini Ooh, bread. I love yeah. zucchini bread. Breads by Bayers. Ooh. Bayers breads. <laughs> Bears bread. And it sells zucchini bread and that's it. <laughs> There's kind of this gluten-free thing is pretty popular. I'm not sure the bread thing is really Oh yeah, we got, that's maybe well, we, we could make a gluten free sure. Bayer's bread, and then the the, the Todd gluten free one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, our mom doesn't eat a lot of gluten anymore, so it could be like Carolyn's gluten free. Wow, Todd is erased completely from the narrative. All of a sudden, <laughs> it started out as Todd's lounge. He has been demoted to it's literally like <laughs> Carolyn's gluten free bread. He's washing dishes in the back. Maybe there's well, no. like Todd's corner. It's like a little corner, maybe. Yeah, and maybe the, the regular yes. zucchini bread is Todd time, and then. Right, but do you want to name them more for what they are? Right. I don't think zucchini breads really has is hitting like oat milk or something. It's not really like right. a super trendy thing. It might be. It could be. I think it has the potential to be. I think it has the potential. You to do. Be. Yeah. Okay. We're okay. real on on the pulse. Yeah. And also, you know, things come and go. People might be really pro gluten in a few years. And also, sure. I feel like Clevelanders love gluten. That's that's when I go to Cleveland, I'm eating <laughs> bread left and right. I can't get enough. Okay. <laughs> I See love, you at um, Thanksgiving. Okay. You're at the the comedy club in Cleveland. You're like, where are my gluten heads at? And everyone's going <laughs> buck wild, throwing stuff because they're so happy. It's like dice in there. <laughs> 
I did do a stand-up show once at a club in Cleveland, and wow, it was all my teachers. It was so fun. <laughs> oh my! Wow. A lot of my teachers came. That's um, a nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> if a teacher ever saw me perform, I'd be like, mm, like I'd be like, okay, I'm. Um, first of all, I've never had sex. Second of all, um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, now that that's covered. What else? What else? What else? I love. I'm pro military. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've never disrespected the flag. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I would say my stand up at that time and and I haven't done it in a while but I would say it's pretty opposite of Eminem so I think <laughs> I felt confident that they you know it's pretty inoffensive kind of stuff which believe it or not because I know everyone knows that I'm I like to live on the edge and yeah. get edgy yeah, edge lord <laughs> whereas when Sam and I perform we're very Eminem <laughs> <laughs> right right people say you're the M&Ms of comedy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it's it's uh, but it's kind of flipped instead of being like it's fun that they sometimes do comedy it's like it's fun that they like get super violent for no reason sometimes yeah totally yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly that's exactly uh that's exactly what it is Anyone have anything else to add about Eminem now that we know that he's king of pasta? <laughs> um, I had one more thing, actually. Yes. Please. Which was that I remember there is something, too, about Eminem where I was like young enough when he was popular that I it kind of was alienating where I was like, do I understand culture? Like the the fashion, the, the tone, like his his vibe and everyone loving it, there was an element of like, <laughs> I was like, I guess I just don't know people. Like, I think it'll take me a long time to figure out what is going on. And there was something I felt very othered <laughs> with Eminem being super popular. And I was like, I get like the, it's, uh, the songs are catchy, I'm in. But it was like, but his vibe is so not my vibe. This is so confusing. Yeah. 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 Like, I also think, because I'm sure Sam and I both, although Sam was more, I think, Sam, you were more open to, like, indie rock and stuff. But especially when I was, like, a kid kid, I was really, like, Spice Girls and Sync. And so, for me, Eminem was such an exception because I did not, I was not, like, aware of a lot of other music like that before I, like, then was, you know, in middle school and high school, I got into rap and hip hop, but like Eminem was in a weird way. I mean, this is humiliating to admit, probably like my introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I feel like I was a little older and I was so into like punk and hardcore and indie, like underground music. Like to me, Eminem was kind of the same as like any totally. pop music. It was in that same world. So it was, I, I think it was a crossover. Yeah. I yeah, think it makes yeah. sense that then I, yeah, that it was like a, a way in. The only thing I, other thing I wanted to say, which is, I find it very sort of sweet and charming that his daughter, Haley, who's mentioned in all of his songs, is now just like an Instagram chica who's like, just like, has 3 million Instagram followers and is posting like she's at a football game, she's with her fiance, like she's doing SponCon for a beauty brand. It just is so polar opposite from how we knew her as a child. That's so funny. And also, I wonder what it was like for her yeah. her fiance to meet Eminem and be like yeah. You what know, do you think, Vanessa, that conversation was like? <laughs> you, heard, you heard me going there. <laughs> like He was probably like, all right, what's your name? That's Eminem. What's your name? And he's like, Tom? And he's like, he's like, and you're dating my, you're dating my daughter, Haley? <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
Isn't that exactly how he talks? And he's like, yeah, I want to take her out on a date. And he's like, all right. But if you come home late, you're going to be in trouble. Incredible. Yeah. You're, you're going to meet Marshall. There's the one fist. Matt yeah, is the other fist. That's right. Well, I think it's if you do, yeah, if you do his actual accent, you would sound offensive doing it because it is, what in fact, is, offensive how does coming he from actually? him. Well, we got to, you know, Taryn does, who I mean, knows a guest and listens oh, to a podcast. Taryn does, does such Taryn a good Kiln impression of him such just an being incredible. Like, angry. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. I just want to say, sorry, I'm on Haley's Instagram still. Her <laughs> podcast is called Just the Little Shady, which is so iconic <laughs> to take Slim Shady, this like, you know, whatever, alter ego of this violent rapper and make it into like an Instagram friendly, you know, throwing shade. <laughs> that is genius. Talk thing. about, it's, I mean, that yeah. is a voice of a generation. That yeah. is so smart. I agree. You <laughs> oh guys need to God. get her on the pod. Seriously. I'm, I know. I'm oh obsessed with Haley. I'm like, do we need to just like cut everything negative, anything even slightly negative we said about Eminem out of here so we can get Haley on here? Yeah. Well, first of all, it was all like, positive. It was all good vibes. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it was all positive. Yeah. It was all positive. I, I, think, I think she'd still do it. Yeah. We've got to get Haley on here. Yeah. For sure. She sounds like such a fun girly pop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the way that if she could just tag me in a photo, my whole life would change. <laughs> this is, oh. So I'm just looking at this podcast and this is a subject. One is called, recently called Brit Got in a Fight with a Karen. Mm -hmm. And it says, getting into Brit's real life shady story of her Karen encounter over the weekend. Wow. So it's, wow. Yeah, she's just like, I mean, she's like a rich LA girl who <laughs> loves fashion and podcasting. Wow. She sounds like she should be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a lot of her photos are very like, you know, like Christian girl autumn. It's very like, she has a lot of photos where she's like, I mean, I'm, there's this one where she's Christmas shop, tree shopping and sort of a tan jacket. Is there a lot of stuff with her and Eminem or not really? No, not no. a single okay. photograph. Interesting. Oh wow. I'm but I think they have a good relationship. Yeah. I mean they I don't think they I think I don't think she would name her podcast a little bit shady if she didn't love right. her father. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Totally. It's interesting. Their fall girls and Halloween girls are different. <laughs> Introducing Tea. my fiance. Mm -hmm. Oh, she did a, an activation at Lollapalooza. Huge. Wow. She has a line of sweatpants. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of entrepreneurs in I this know. family. She works right? hard. She's doing great. Yeah, she's probably the brains behind Mom's Spaghetti now that I think about I mean, it. Literally. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Like we're we're all going, oh, Eminem, Mom's Spaghetti. It's probably Haley was just like, Dad, come up. You've got to be an entrepreneur these days. Like you can't just like be someone who used to rap like you have to have businesses yeah this is it, my <laughs> wife and i watch shark tank a lot and it's like at, all the time there's like these kids are like 14 like i've been watching shark tank my whole life i'm in like my entrepreneur club and i'm like yeah okay like maybe try being a kid right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. somebody needs to tell that to Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, chill. Chill, girl. Chill, girl. But we're also proud of you. <laughs> I love that her Instagram bio is, Welcome to my unpredictable IG life. <laughs> and then it's like her. the most predictable She's... stuff on earth. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's like right, brunch. I sort of am wearing <laughs> jeans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, I guess we need to uh, be careful what we say about Haley because we know who her dad is. That's true. true. He will we murder know. us. Yeah. yeah, he will. But we love Haley and that's all. 
Anyone else, anything else about Eminem or should we, maybe we'll go to a quick commercial break and be right back with George and Sam. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we're back. Did I chill everyone by saying, don't make fun of Haley or Eminem no. will come after no, us? No, I'm mostly just horrified that I made the statement that Eminem got me into rap. I'm like, I did know other rappers. No, you didn't. No, he of, didn't. Course, of course. I did. Of course. <laughs> he was just like the biggest one in, in mainstream culture. Like I knew who other people were. He, Like you said, he was a real like go-between because it was totally. like, felt like pop. <laughs> okay. What just happened? What just happened? Okay, why did that happen? That we was need wild. To we, need to ex- <laughs> we need to describe what just happened. So in Vanessa's Zoom window, like a graphic of balloons rising happened as like <laughs> much similar to how when you say congratulations over text, there's like a bunch of balloons out of nowhere. And it only on her window. And while why? she was trying to make a point. <laughs> the point that I was trying to make, why are balloons rising? That actually <laughs> is scary to me. Is um, it your birthday or something? Maybe no, you forgot to mention that. Did someone that? say congratulations quietly or something? <laughs> and oh, congratulations. Did that do it? No. No. Happy no. birthday. Let's see Olivia, if that Olivia, will it. you look up why that happened? 
<laughs> we need answers now more than ever. Haley hacked the mainframe, mainframe, and was like, about. and was like, "Thank you guys for promoting my page." <laughs> yeah, here's balloons you know, as a gift. She, she, you know, she is into doing things that are unpredictable, and that was <laughs> true. Talk, yeah, she actually got offended that we said she was predictable, and she was like, "I'll show you, predictable bitch." <laughs> yeah, you'll never see this coming. Well, what I was trying to say before I was interrupted by balloons, or maybe supported by balloons, was that. Eminem was like where pop met rap. So it makes sense that like, even though you were already listening to other rappers and stuff, this really kind yeah. of like made that segue in in a way. It was definitely like Eminem on one hand. And then of course, like featured rappers. If I, It's like Mariah Carey and Busta Rhymes. It's like a, yep. a featured rapper on a pop track or like an R&B track. And I'd be like, ooh, love that. Yeah. <laughs> or it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I knew who Lauren Hill was first. And then I like understood who the Fugees were. Like, or like when I went to bar and bought mitzvahs every year, three or four of the popular boys would do a dance to Regulators by Nate Dogg and Warren G. Yeah. And they had like a choreographed dance that they would do every time it came on and everyone thought they were cool <laughs> for I choreographing mean, a dance. That is a scary... I'm like, why did every middle schooler across the globe need to know every lyric to Regulators? What <laughs> happened that made that true? I don't know. And that stuff sticks with you as an adult. Like, oh, yeah. songs from that era come on. I'm like, I, I still know every... I can't find my keys to go to work, but I can know every one of these lyrics. Yeah. I would say Lose Yourself. It, I mean, it's a little later, but Lose Yourself for many people, I think myself included, is like that where the lyrics come out, like flow out of you if it if it yeah. comes on. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume everybody else here has the rap from Waterfalls memorized. Well, of course. Well, that one I don't actually. I have to admit. I have to be mm. honest with myself. TLC is... I mean, I would say this was almost too obvious of a thing, but one thing I was... When we were brainstorming, I was like, the No Scrubs video, which I get... Talk about something that has been like memed to death, but like, I just... I truly remember where I was when I first saw it. And I was like, well, my life is different now. <laughs> I'm going, I got to go get some silk pajamas ASAP. Yeah. And I don't like, yeah. Okay, well, uh, sorry, just need to take a second to meditate on that. And now we're going to play a very fun game called Yes Nostalgia, where we bring up nostalgic products, shows, etc. that are making a comeback. And if you're into them, you can give them a yes nostalgia. Nostalgia. And if you're not into them, you can give them a no nostalgia. No, 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 nostalgia. Yeah, love and, it. And I, I can kick this one off because this one is this one's kind of urgent because it's happening right now. So in case people don't know, um, the Neverending Pasta Bowl currently is has returned to Olive Garden. It's running from September 25th through no November 19th. Um, and of course, Olive Garden E-Club members have early access, um, which I'm sure we all are. Um, but yeah, it says with up to 80 po total possible pasta combinations, guests can enjoy wow. unlimited servings of their favorite pasta plus homemade super salad and of course the breadsticks. And s some of the pastas there, you got fettuccine, spaghetti, rigatoni, Made from scratch, creamy mushroom sauce, meatballs, and so it starts at thirteen ninety nine with options to add other stuff for five bucks, and you have to s sign up for the Olive Garden E Club by. Well, you you had to do that a long time ago for to get this. So yeah. So what do you guys think of the return of the Never Ending Possible? I'm a hard yes nostalgia to that one. Okay, it makes me feel like there's still magic in the world. I mean, it's the promise of never ending has always really spoken to me. Similar as like a, a, you know, a lifetime supply. It's sort of like, yes. so what does that mean? Like, uh, you can't quantify never ending. 
I think it's also, you know, in this time of corporate greed, you know, it's so nice to see a corporation really giving back. It's essentially socialist <laughs> and they are um, uh, in charge of the DSA. <laughs> yes. And, and Bernie is the new CEO of Olive Garden. <laughs> I think I'm, you know, I, just to sort of play devil's advocate, I am going to have to go no nostalgia. No. Oh. I, I struggle with a never-ending I'm not saying this in terms of like, oh, I'm such a pig. I, it's not about like quantity of food, but I struggle with the buffet. I struggle with uh, like unlimited. God, you're a Jonah any- and Sam's a Vanessa. Okay, like, I do, just because I'm like, you're the professional. Sure. You bring me what you think a human being should eat, and I will gladly finish it. I'm not going to not finish it. Like I, but I can't. I'm not going to make my own sides. I should not have any power. I don't even want the dressing on the side. I want the food professionals to do their job, and then I, as a consumer, will pay the money. And I'll pay extra. I will literally pay more than the unlimited bowl to get a bowl that is expertly made. Wow. I hear you. So, I hear, so George, yeah. where do you stand on self-checkout? Are you into it or against it? Great question. Okay, here's what I'll say. I'm only into it. Well, first of all, I'm against it because it is replacing humans with machines. So on a political level, I'm against it everywhere. Okay. Now, on a selfish level, I am for it only at Uniqlo, where they have the bins where you put your clothes. Have you seen this? No. You yes, put your clothes in. This is the in. craziest thing I've ever seen. You don't have to do anything. You literally just put all your clothes in a bin, and then it, through like lasers, <gasps> like a million different lasers, just tells you how much It just you knows. Have. You just dump You don't have to go in. one by one. You literally just put everything in. It just knows instantly. I, I've never experienced sure. anything like it. Wow. And that's the only time in my life that I have felt like self-checkout is quote-unquote more convenient for a customer than non-self-checkout. But you know how when you check out at a clothing store, they f- usually fold stuff a little bit when they put it in the bag? Now that's a good point. Sure. Because sure. I thought you were going to say the lasers like fold it. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I do find that when I'm shopping at Uniqlo, I sort of don't need things to be folded. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Jonah, where do you fall on this? Yeah, so you're correct. I, I don't like really buffets, especially crowded buffets. It, it, it gives me kind of makes me feel anxious. I don't I'm sure I wouldn't like the lighting. And and I also say it's thirteen ninety nine. This isn't a buffet, by the way. I just want to be clear. Yeah, they serve it to oh, yeah, you. So they it's serve unlimited. It to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I associate with buffets. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I'm kind of the same way. I. I feel like then I feel like I have this pressure to eat as much as possible to yeah. get my money's worth. Then I feel sick. And I also this is a thirteen ninety nine. Let me tell you something. You guys go to that Olive Garden Times Square. This thing is probably seventy five dollars. It is more True. expensive. The one in yeah. Times Square is more expensive. So um. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it puts a lot of. I put a lot of pressure on myself. And that makes it less enjoyable for me. Vanessa, what about you? Well, as I said, I'm a Sam, you're a George. And I'm absolutely for this. I remember doing the never-ending possible when I was in high school. We would um, carbo-load before our cross-country races. And I remember going... I did you run cross country yeah, too? Yeah, I was a cross country girl. Oh as my well. god, you guys are twins! Uh, and I was twins. obsessed with yeah. it. I, I was. I like, was this so, is my whole. I wish. I wish it could have been my job. But I bet you were good at it. I was very bad at it. I was, I was very good slow. at it for a little. But then I moved to okay. a bad school and had a bad coach, and I got bad at it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Well, okay. So. I will just say that I always would go to those carbo-loading sessions and I'd be like, I wish we didn't have to do the race. Like, I wish that cross-country team was all about going to eat the never-ending possible and not having to do the race. And that would be the perfect athletic team for me. Yeah, I love unlimited pasta. And I just want to 
It's so fun. It's so exciting to get as many breadsticks. Also, if you're choosing the soup over the salad, I truly do think there's something wrong with you because <laughs> the salad is so good. It's like a Caesar. It's like a, it's got like a lot of dressing and cheese. Like it's just like a fun salad. If you're getting the soup, it's probably like salty and sucks. Like you're insane. <laughs> but that aside, I just want to say like Jonah and George, like you don't have to ruin it for everybody else. Okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just wow. saying like you being against bringing it back. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but why, you started a campaign to get them to shut it down, and I find that so much. That up. is true. Well, you listen, guys call your reps. This is wrong. It's it's ended November nineteenth. These are way. So I mean, Oof. damn, it's, it's uh, they can't. So keep this it's thing going. it's tough. But maybe they maybe they'll bring it back again next year, and uh, you guys cannot get in the way. Okay, <laughs> I'll read this next one. <laughs> Just kidding. I I know you're. I know you have probably much better eating habits and much healthier. Okay. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the next one is Furby is coming back. Hasbro announces the toys return. The furry toys from the late 90s are making a comeback and they have a new look. They say generations of kids have loved this adorably fuzzy, chatty, and curious little creature. And now they can discover the all new one. The next generation of Furby is available now and it comes in two colors, purple and coral. It also features five voice activated modes and has over 600 phrases, jokes, and songs. And also much more to discover the release dates. The Furby will listen to these five commands. Dance party, copycat, <laughs> tell my fortune, let's chill, and light show. Okay. Damn. <laughs> huh. George, what? you take this one first. I'm a, fir I'm a firm yes-stalgia on yes, this. I love... I've never had... Mm, I can't remember if I actually had Furbies, but... I was definitely the right age where I remember the ads. To me, Furbies are such a beautiful LGBTQ plus toy because they are neither male nor female. Like they're right. not like a doll for girls, but they're also not like a gun for boys. They are, it's actually sort of a safe way for even boys to be mothers and uh, <laughs> girls mm -hmm. to be freaks and, you know, punks. So yes, I like the just the tactile nature of it. Like it's not an app. It's not something the kids are going to do on their iPad. It's not even a Yamag. What are those called with the Tamagotchi? Pikachu? Tamagotchi. Yes, it's like yeah. I, I don't I don't like the nostalgia with those because I'm like those are still tech. This is a good old fashioned toy. I guess they can also do dance party and read your fortune. And I guess they're AI. But I'm I am the yes nostalgia on this. I mean, I also have to say, if you are, if you think there's not gonna be an app that you can download on your iPad to control the Furby, right. you're lying to yourself. There is one. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, a Megan situation. App. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think George, that was a really beautiful argument, and I think I do mostly agree with you. Although I Furbies do give me a little bit of trauma. I feel that there was such a I did not have them, and the people that did, I will say, it was the kids that didn't have rules, and the kids that didn't have rules always scared me because their lives were so chaotic and they'd be like, do you want to play with, want to see my Furby? And I'd be like, I don't know because there's no bedtime. When's dinner? What the hell is <laughs> totally, going on? Totally. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm fearful of, you know, that new generation of ruleless children, but yeah. hopefully um, these Furbies, you know, have a schedule. I'm looking at this updated, the photo of the new ones, and they are a little different than the old ones. Yeah. They do give, like, Gen Z euphoria. Yes. Routine. 
for yeah. sure. They're very yeah. like bright and sort of yeah. like they're a little raver. They've they've been to a rave. They're yeah. raver yeah. looking. <laughs> they're very raver looking. Exactly. That's the right word. Vanessa, what are your thoughts? I think I'm a little too old. Like I think I must have just missed Furbies when I was younger. So I don't have like a nostalgic connection to them. But for all the reasons that you said, George, I, I could see why it's great that they're back. Did they always talk and stuff? Is, is that their big thing? They like moved and like had like little, I think they did have phrases and yeah, they're like eyes would open and close and stuff. Okay. Okay. I mean, why not? I, I agree. It sort of feels yeah, like a, a toy for every child. And totally. so I'm into it. I, I feel a little worried about like once it does get integrated with the app and everything, like what what might it become? But for now, I'm into it. What about you, Jonah? Yeah, I, I think some really good points here. I, you know, I personally, and maybe this is just because I'm older, I feel like when they update these toys for like this generation, I, they always look kind of strange to me. Like I feel like I they're like this is a new Muppet Babies a new strawberry shortcake and they're kind of like futuristic looking to me it's like something unsettling about that yeah but I don't have a really a connection with the original Furby and I think yeah I think anything that brings you off the screen into the real world is great yeah I do think the original Furby you know had a little more heft to it it was a little chunkier you know this this one's like trying to be so snatched and it's like you know <laughs> let, yeah. let a Furby be like a little chubby thing you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fair that's fair <laughs> okay, okay right. Jonah so our last one is McDonald's just bought back the Oreo Frappe Frappy Frapp Frappe I don't know how you, don't know how you say Frapp? that it's Frappe Frappe. frappe. Okay, it's got the accent. Okay, if it's got the accent, okay, it's gonna go ahead and be a frappe. Oreo. This is very, very fancy for McDonald's. So this article says, uh, after eight years, the fan favorite McDonald's beverage is back on the menu. The Oreo frappe. This delectable drink is a spin on the the classic McDonald's mocha frappe made from the mocha frappe base, crushed ice, Oreos, and cream syrup, whipped cream, and plenty of Oreo pieces. It's sure to satisfy cookie and coffee lovers alike. Um, and so. There's a bunch of info about it, and I guess people have been ordering a copycat version where you can just get this mocha frappe and add Oreos to it there, I guess. It's called a hack. You can ask for Oreos to be blended in, which it's mm. like... I put like, Imagine like the level of dignity you have to be like, I like this Oreo frappe. Can, well, hey, you guys have got Oreos. Can you guys blend some of those in there too? Now you don't have to go through that whole conversation. You can just order the Oreo frappe. So that's nice. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I one? wasn't trying to interrupt Jonah, but I do want Jonah to get this big joke to get in here, which he kind of just made. But the article says, if you miss out on it for some reason, fans have already offered up a McDonald's secret menu hack. Order a mocha frappe and ask for some Oreos to be blended in. And then Jonah wrote in all caps, or perhaps get some dignity. <laughs> I, I sometimes get insecure with my jokes because, you know, everyone here is like a professional kind of comedian. And I'm Jonah, just, you know, you're a professional comedian. Thank you. But, um, Agreed. What what are our thoughts on the Oreo frappe? Is it a nostalgia, nostalgia? What are you thinking? Well, I guess for like the general, for me, it's a nostalgia. But I guess for the culture, I say, um, you know, t to me, who this speaks to is like the high school girl who's like, you know, out with her friends and is wanting to pretend to be mature, but is not mature. And I <laughs> yeah. actually think that is a beautiful. Um, demographic to cater to. And, you know, in 10 years, of course, she'll be drinking black coffee in Paris mm -hmm. even. But <laughs> <laughs> but right now she is in, you know, a suburb of Cincinnati and she's getting her Oreo frap, totally. frappe. And I think that's beautiful. So you're a yes-stalgia. I'm a yes-stalgia for the culture. It's, it's sort of, um you know, 
a frappe is to coffee what you know what like Eminem was to George's rap knowledge. Uh, totally, it's a way yes. in. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I'll, I actually, I've, I'm convinced by that. Because my instinct, so what? See, here's my thought process. When you first said the name of this drink, I was all in. Because I was imagining basically an Oreo McFlurry, which mm, wow. to me is such a stunning drink. I love anything sort of cookies and cream slash Oreo flavored. It's one of my see, favorite I ice don't. Cream. Do you, do you, you don't. Sam? No, I don't really either. Wow. <laughs> or even if you're more sophisticated, a stracciatella flavor, which is sort of like the Italian cookies and cream. <laughs> I don't know what Sam that is, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna have to you're gonna wanna look that up. So 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 my instinct was like, okay, yes, I'm ready. Then when I got to the coffee part, I was like, oh see, I would never order it. So I was gonna be a nostalgia, but I was obviously being misogynist because Sam is very clearly stating that this is for teenage girls, <laughs> a market that has been historically not taken seriously. And I think it's about time that they stepped into their light and took up space in this world. So I'm a firm yes nostalgia no, and I stand with nostalgia. all girls and women and young women that are ordering the Oreo frappe. I love wow. that. Yeah. He's running. Vanessa, what yeah. are your thoughts on this? Some really excellent points here. You know, I agree. I How could I go against it, which I feel like Jonah might, but how could I go against <laughs> what Sam said of a girl being like, hey guys, let's get coffees. Okay, we're going to have, um, we're going to have... <laughs> We're going to have seven Oreo frappes. Oh my God, I love coffee. I'm like, I feel like I'm buzzing. I'm like drinking so much coffee and I feel like I'm buzzing. That's my impression of the girl. And I, I'm sorry, dude. Sometimes I'm, I'm a real theater kid on here and I really no, use it as it is. Eminem has already rejected that sketch idea, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, well, guess what? I'm going to pitch it to Haley. All right? And I'm going to pitch it to She's like, I love it, and we have a brand partnership with McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yes for me. I, yeah, I, yeah. I give it up for these girls and, and their Oreo frappes. Jonah, what about you? Yeah, so what's funny is that, they, and this is from a website called Taste of Home. Um, and at the end of this, I just found this. It says, writer's note, I tried to test the Oreo frappe myself, but in an ironic twist of fate, my local McDonald's had been shut down by the Food and Health and Safety Department that morning. <laughs> so Iconic. Good sign. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's not for me. I take coffee pretty seriously. Um, yes. you know, I, I have an espresso set up here. I, I put a lot of work in. To me, like this is kind of like not something I would ever drink. It's probably so sweet. But yeah, I think maybe to get your foot in the door, but let's... It's not really a coffee drink. Let's be honest. It's more sounds more like a milkshake to me. But if it's if it's if it's an entry point, sure. Not for me. But if if this makes other people happy, you know, in moderation, right? We don't want to be drinking these things three or four a day. You know, we want to, you know. But once in a while is a treat. Sure, why not? If that's if that's your thing. okay. Okay, so we're split on um, the never ending pasta ball. We are mostly Jonah. Were you pro Furby? You were sure. I, yeah, did, I think we're pro Furby. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. pro Furby. We're pro we're Furby. We're pro Furby. Here. I don't. And then we're we're actually shockingly to me because I I didn't go in thinking this. We're pro Oreo frappe. Even though none of us want, disgusting. But it's not for us. That's right. I think it yeah. really speaks. And I don't want to speak for everyone, but to our collective character that we can be for something that isn't directly for us, but we think improves the world. Yeah. We're very yeah. empathetic I, people. And yeah. I think the GOP could learn a lot from what we've witnessed <laughs> That's right. today. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, wow. Well, on that important note, 
Sam and George, is there where can people find you? Great question. You can listen to our podcast, Radio Lab, wherever yes. podcasts are downloaded. And on Instagram, I'm at Sam Taggart. And George. And, yeah. And I'm at George Severus, believe it or not. Wow, it's so simple. I it was almost I didn't believe you. Yeah. And yeah, we post all upcoming shows there and <laughs> you know, come see us live. We're hilarious. So <laughs> <Yes>. true. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I was trying to think of a joke to make just now of like, I want a special parking space when I go to your show or something. <laughs> it really, it wasn't. You're wasn't really you're very, getting one. Very, very it, wasn't, it was yeah. very LA. It wasn't really shaping up uh, as a good joke, but. <laughs> Maybe something of like, you'll wear your best um, sun gear when you're at the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our stars I'll come in are shining full, so bright. In full disguise, but really because of the sun, even though it'll be at night, maybe. So then what do I say? Um, that was really fun, Jonah. Thanks so much to Sam and George for joining us and to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? Where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like Eminem. Thank you so much, you two. You've Thanks just for been having us. An Thank you so much delight. for having us. This was a real treat. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.